welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, a podcast where we talk about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Becky and I'm looking at the beautiful Marie across the Zoom. How are you? That's sweet of you. Oh, I am sweet. No, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I, I'm fearing many things right now. And then, Oh yeah, I have to ask you what you're fearing. Yeah, I, haven't, able to get this down. I don't even want you, to, you didn't even need to ask me. <laughs> that's all you want to talk about? I just, I'm ready to talk about it. Here, go ahead and ask me because I know that's, it's important to have some consistency. Go ahead and ask me. So what are you fearing today, Marie? Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> now, firstly, I, ha- I just developed a fear right in the first few pre, pre-show moments. I was like, I am in a crappy mood, and whenever you have technical issues, then <laughs> I get in a crappy mood. Oh my gosh, this Becky is like the most put together, <laughs> professional. Like she's she's on top of things, but when she has the slightest technical issue, she's almost in tears. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, almost what? <laughs> almost in tears. I'm like I have cried from technical issues before. I think I'm pretty sure I want to just throw the thing across the room. It's so frustrating. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're like me when you get, when I get upset, I cry and it, and then it makes me even angrier. And that's why yeah. I look like a demon when I cry and it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it's not a good, no. no, it's not a good look. But yeah, so, so I'm, I'm kind of fearing that both of us are in a bad mood right now. So <laughs> forewarn our listeners that you know you never know we start self-disclosing things and go go to a dark place whenever uh, (laughs) yeah it it could get really really dark get dark so stay tuned it's like news reports after the break stay tuned for something really horrible (laughs) so what are you fearing i mean like you have general fears you have like uh current related to travel fears what what are we doing well, I was going to say things that I feared about my trip, but then I, I always have this fear when I come home from trips and it was realized again when I got home today. So my sister will watch our cats and I'm always like, when I get home, what crazy stuff is going to be rearranged in my house? Okay. Is she going to break something? Cause she'd always breaks something and or like what weird things are going to be in the house and sure enough the last time we came home from our trip there's a weird smell in the kitchen and I cannot identify where the smell is coming from it goes away after a few days but when she's been in our house it's like a greasy buttery smell it's horrible what was she cooking she never told you I asked her about it and she's like no and but then so I'm going around the kitchen and like there's a spoon with a glop of something on it inside the microwave on a napkin. An unidentifiable glop of something. Oh no. There's some concoction in the fridge that she's made, like a potion of some sort. <laughs> potion. She's made a potion. Okay. The one time I came home and she, James has his steaks, right? You don't mess with James's steaks. Oh. Good to know. They're in the freezer. And I told her, you can have one of James's steaks, but just, you know, eat it all. Don't waste it or whatever. Well, she thought it out in the fridge and left it in there for like two weeks or something. And she's like, there's a bad smell in the fridge and I can't figure out what it is. Well, behind the milk was a rotting steak. 
or like I'll go out onto my rooftop deck and there's like plates and food from when she went on the rooftop deck to hang out just sitting up there like on the feed the pigeons or something why is she doing this I don't know but one thing after another so so it just drives me bananas but the other thing is she's got this obsession that our house stinks and so I'm always like testing myself or asking friends I'm like be honest with me don't don't hold back does the house stink does something stink and they're like no nothing stinks so anyway she brings in products to fix this problem and I always tell her I don't like the products but she does it anyway so she's gotten some Hawaiian scented odor absorbers and shoved them under things all over the house what yes and I keep finding them these Hawaiian (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so strange yeah how funny but another time she wanted some specific carpet cleaner because we have throw rugs in our offices and I told her I didn't like it to not use it and then she just does it anyway and then she thinks I'm not going to notice that my carpet smells like fairy elves from the woods mm-hmm. unicorn rainbow farts or whatever flavor of it's a very specific unicorn rainbow fart smell yeah I'm not into it. <laughs> no, some people really like it. Others. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. It's unidentifiable. I don't know what it's it is. Maybe a, it is unicorn parts. It's not a smell that exists in the real world. That's why I'm saying it's like right. fairy unicorn rainbow parts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I have all this sense memory from things that I've smelled throughout my life. I draw a blank when I smell this scent. And you can get it in dryer sheets too. And sometimes she'll get it in dryer sheets and it's just. It purports to be like a tropical smell or something. And it's really not. I don't know what it's supposed to smell like. Chemical, like (laughs) floral chemical. Uh... (laughs) Anyway, I'll have my. Otherwise, how was the rest of your trip? You went Uh, on a long drive. It was very interesting traveling across the country right now. So the weather was bizarre. At one point, it like was hailing and then it was sunny and then it was windy and then it was cold and it would like change every few hours. That's that's that can happen in Odessa just to like a Wednesday morning. That's true. That is true. Um, But one thing that I found interesting was, you know, states are in various stages of reopening and various stages of vaccination and everyone was wearing masks still. In Odessa, Texas, of all places, where you have so many people that are like, this isn't real. And like, they've opened restaurants, but people are still masking at restaurants. They're still socially distancing. You still have these people who I don't understand that let the mask hang under their nose. Oh my God, you're just an asshole. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just an asshole. Like, you're just trying to, I'm doing it, but I'm going to prove I don't have to. And, you know, I refer back to our no pants is no pants no service is ruining my freedom you know yeah you have to you have to hide your junk when you go into restaurants you also have to cover up your fucking face i mean i'll wear a mask but i don't understand why i can't wear my crotchless chaps thank you yeah i really need to rub my asshole all over everywhere i sit these rules don't allow me to do that i've got pants on but i should have a right for my crotch to be out there right yes everyone should see it everyone should walk by it and and, and deal with whatever is on the chair afterwards when I get up. <laughs> so on, along those lines, I do have a business venture that you and I can do together. 
Okay. Well, there's a couple of options. Instead of Hooters, it could be pecs and it could be guys with like no shirts. That's one option. Pecs, okay. Yeah, but I also had an idea for a bar. It would be a bottomless bar called oh. Hooters. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it'd be mirrors on the floor and nobody would wear underwear. <laughs> Sounds really nice. Oh, <laughs> you mean not just the wait staff, but even if you walk in the door of the restaurant, you are dropping those underpants. It's, they're gone. It's Cooters. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> and by the way, you still have to wear a mask at Cooters. <laughs> that will be on the door. So what we really need is for you to render what the sign is going to look like with a mask and no pants for the instructions on how to enter our restaurant. Like that's going to be, a, you know, those very specific drawings about. We need lockers for people's underwear. <laughs> Yes, and if they want to donate their underpants, oh my god, we'll sell them to Japanese businessmen like they did in that show. Instead of a coat check, we can have a panty check. <laughs> you want that job? Who the out there wants check. that job? You want to apply? Send us an email at fearless and now fear.com to apply to be the panty check girl. <laughs> hey, we're not sexist. We can have a panty check guy. We can have a panty check guy. Yeah, we'll do all of it. Or <laughs> You can be non-binary. We don't discriminate. No, I don't know. Panty. Who cares? You can be a panty check. Use your own pronoun. Or there use you go. Pronoun. You can be a they, them panty check person. That's perfect. <laughs> Maybe that's a that... panty check person. Person is still okay, right? Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. is it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no. But then humans has man in it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you've heard all this, right? Um like a portion of the feminist movement where they don't like the way certain words are. So they're like, instead of the menstrual cycle, it should be the femstral cycle. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, the Wymon. Probably was like one of our first Probably. rehearsal episodes. Yeah, yeah femstral cycle. I um, admitted yeah, it it. a hemicane instead of a hurricane. I got a bunch of these. Oh, like, God. <laughs> you're gonna pass on that one my eyes are gonna roll so hard i'm gonna give myself a headache you're gonna have to watch bread face to get yourself out of depression <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy that was that i don't know if i have laughed that hard in a long time as we did last week during our uh bread face discussion so have you seen uh we won't discuss it this episode maybe we can discuss it next week have you seen a promising young woman yeah so I can tell by your expression that you probably didn't like it. <laughs> we actually have the DVD. We haven't watched it yet. And we got the DVD from James's father-in-law. I was surprised that he bought the movie. And I really wondered what could possibly precipitate him buying this movie. It, it wouldn't be his thing. Like, I knew what it was about. And James was joking. He was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to watch that movie with him. And he was teasing that he might bring it up at dinner. I was like, please don't bring it up at dinner. So anyway, James left to go have dinner with his mom. And uh, James' dad and stepmom, I could hear Carrie Mulligan and the audio from the trailer. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're having a date night watching Promising Young Woman. It's not a date night movie. It's not a date I'm night very movie. uncomfortable right now. Yeah. <laughs> So I texted James, I'm like, oh, they're watching it right now. And I just remember walking through the movie room and they were like grasping each other's hands and they looked mortified. I was like, oh my gosh. 
There's so a we lot were, to be mortified by. Yeah, so we were teasing them about it, and he didn't want to admit that he didn't like it. He was he was pussyfooting around it, but I asked James' brother, I was like, why would he buy that movie? Like, yeah. what about it? I guess he had read a description of the movie in the National Review. <laughs> Before I go for all my movie reviews, I oh want an honest God. opinion. I can't wait to watch the movie now, and I'll report back next week. Because this National Review article is so offensive. Oh. Like, I don't know what the movie is like, so I'll have to hold off judgment. But the review is so offensive and dismissive of rape on college campuses. Oh. And it's just basically about how all the women are lying and they're ruining young men's lives. <laughs> and okay. then I was like, I was like you know... Okay. There's no way he read this article. <laughs> Stop it. There's no way he read this article and, and bought the movie, right? He probably because I mean, like, if he read that review, he would be like, I'm not watching this. So he probably just saw a review on, I guess they're pushing it on Amazon and stuff, but holy moly, this National Review article is super offensive. I read that there's a lot of sexist stuff that reviewers have said about this movie. I mean I, I didn't like it, but I'm not going to write a sexist review about it. it. You know, it's not, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it. I didn't think it was an Oscar, you know. Right. Level. Well, it's a tough year, right? For movies. There's not that many movies, but. I don't know. Like I said, I hadn't even heard of most of these movies that got nominated. Well, so. I just think this movie probably directly correlates in some way to our show. So I, I do want to discuss it after I've seen it. But sure. aside from this National Review article, I have also read a lot of male reviews of the movie that I think they're misogynistic and a little bit sexist. I don't know if the guys mean to be. I just think people are are taking personal sensitivity to the idea that there are predators out there. But I mean, the I staff, the staff the, when they go, oh, not all men. Nobody said all men. Nobody, nobody said that's, that. The stats are the stats. Like one in five women say that they are raped in their lifetime. So it's happening somewhere. It's a lot of times it's the same perpetrators over and over again. I know someone who's good friends with a cop who thinks that, that all the women that report rapes are lying. I'm like, wow, I hope that you answer my sexual assault someday. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman yet, but I don't think it's, it's not for your parents. Yeah. Night. Don't go on a date night to see Promising Young Woman. <laughs> it's a, and if you're over first age, don't see the movie. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, what are you fearing today? Um, I am fearing today fathers who behave badly. And sometimes they're caught. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're involving their own children. Sometimes they're not. And I've got some bananas cases I want to talk about. And I sent you a couple stories. I don't know if you had time, if you had time to yeah, look at them. Yeah, I was checking them out and I, I looked at some stories myself. You know, this topic is actually starting to become more and more of a thing in the true crime community in the sense that that people have come to the conclusion that just because your dad did something or your mom did something doesn't mean it reflects on you. You're an individual mm -hmm. and people are feeling more comfortable speaking because they're not worried they're going to get like beat up or blamed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, then there's the other side, which We've been talking a lot about people who cross a weird boundary and become fans of crime. And so now there are, are kids that are kind of 
maybe uh, liking the idea that they're parents. Well, that was also something that has happened in the last few years. You know, everyone wants to claim their own father was the Zodiac. That's a that's a thing. You know, people write books and articles. My dad was a Zodiac. No, my dad was a Zodiac. No, my dad was a Zodiac. Whereas in the past, that would not have been a thing. Yeah. And then there's that one story where that guy wanted to claim that his father committed all the crimes from the Black Dahlia all the way up to like, all right. remember that? Like, it was like, like mm-hmm. his seven decades of crime that he was trying right. to pin on his own dad. But then there was a really tragic story of the woman who found out that her father was, was a, they called him a serial killer, but I can't remember if it was because that he, he murdered three people at three different times, which is technically part of the deal, or if he killed like two people. And I can't remember, but she found out her dad had murdered at least two people in an unsolved old cold case. And I think she wrote a book about it, but those kinds of things are just, you know, they're just horrible, horrible. But the ones that I want to talk about today, one of them is the one that they just did a movie on um, based on that I don't, I didn't watch because I can't watch those kinds of things is the Elizabeth Fritzl case. And this was the Austrian case where he, he kept her in the basement for 24 years. And oh, told the, right. Yes. This is the one where he told the mom of, of, of Elizabeth that she had run away and that he kept getting her pregnant and she'd have babies. And then mm-hmm. sometimes he'd kill them or they'd die. Or sometimes he'd bring them upstairs and tell his wife, oh, yeah, Elizabeth came by and dropped off another baby last night. And eventually she ended up getting out. But those kinds of cases are are so... I know that they're so just really extreme and really hard for humans to imagine. But as Gavin Becker said in The Gift of Fear, if there's anything you can imagine that a human being can do to another human being, someone has already thought of it and they've already done it. You know, we just don't even know what those things are yet. And this is just one of those cases where she eventually, she managed to get out and she's raising her children in another coastal tiny town in Austria not raising some of them are you know 30s but they all live together um and last i read she has a boyfriend but the town where she lives is a small town and they're keeping her secrets and they don't talk to the press and they protect her and her family oh that's nice yeah it was a really kind of lovely way of ending that particular tale um where she started dating a man who she had hired as a bodyguard and then they ended up dating for a long time and he moved in with her but that case was one that had gone on for decades and he had tricked his own daughter whom he'd been abusing sexually since she was I think they said 12 maybe earlier and one day she was uh planning to leave you know like get out of the house and she was like 17 or 18 and he said come down to the basement I have something I want you to help me with locked her in that was it and he built I do remember that story yeah remember that story yeah um, it captured her she knew the world was out there too so that had to make it even worse yeah, yeah. So exactly yeah because some of these people that get kidnapped at a young age they don't even know they don't even know what's out there not that i mean obviously it's traumatic once they come out but it's different to to know there's a life out there and then that's it's pretty horrible you know, I, I think there's a there are two kinds of of cases really there's like what you're talking about where the parent is abusive and does something horrible and then dealing with life after that but then there's a documentary out there right now carrie rawson is her name okay yeah there's a documentary okay list verse yeah and she's been on a couple of crime shows too she's one of the first of the btk family to come out and openly discuss things 
Okay. And uh, she had no idea, literally no idea that her dad was a killer. So she describes her childhood. He never once acted violent. I mean, she said there were times where he was stern about something like you can't do this or whatnot, but there was never any hint that he wasn't. He wasn't violent at all at home. Mm -hmm. No. Because like that's a different one from the D'Angelo guy who was the Golden State killer. Mm-hmm. where he was violent in previous relationships and there were people mm-hmm. who were afraid of him in the past and stuff but to be the kid of somebody where it's that blindsiding I can't even imagine what she the day she found out like he gets arrested for it because you know how he got caught right I don't, yeah I don't that's know. what she said they that her and her mom and her brother found out on the news oh they did oh my god so same thing with Gary Ridgway's son Gary Ridgway's son basically says he had no idea that his dad was the Green River Killer. Like he killed, he killed. They think anywhere between fifty and one hundred and fifty women. There's no, we don't know for sure, right? Right. Number is astonishing. His number. Yeah, and apparently he used a picture of his son as a way to put women at ease when he took them back to hotel rooms and stuff because he was picking up sex workers. Yeah, a lot of them will go around with car seats in the back to to make. Um, but yeah, but then the happy face killer's daughter, she knew her dad was a killer. Like she's written a book and she's doing like documentary shows and stuff. And, and she wasn't surprised at all. She was, she's like, when, when people are dying around you all the time, you just, you kind of get a clue. And she also knew her dad was kind of violent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like there's ones where people live such a double life that their wives because i do think people tend to lash out at the wives of serial killers and rapists like how couldn't they have known you know and right it's like you right. don't know everything about everyone and if someone is determined to conceal well their- this thing with the where your daughter lives in your basement for 24 years people still have a hard time believing that that woman didn't know and I can see that. I can see how people have a hard time with it. I'm not saying I know, you know, I don't know one way or the other if she did know. But how do you live in a house where you were literally not even allowed to, into a locked basement of your own home? You know, what are you doing in that basement? How do you not even want to know what he's doing in that basement? There is something remarkably naive. I don't even know if that's the right word for what it is that if Curtis was like, oh, by the way, that, you know, that one room in our house is locked, you never. You could never go in there no matter what. First fucking thing I'm going to do is go in there, right? Yeah, I think I think it's, you have to think about the, the culture of the time too when this happened. There's a lot of things, like with my grandma, I think that went on in her household that she just didn't even question. Like one of my uncles was gay and nobody talked about it. It was like so obvious. Do you know what I'm saying? But everybody pretended and didn't talk about it. And it was always odd to me in my generation that we would all just tiptoe around it so I would imagine especially in an abusive household and you got to think about like some of these types of guys they pick women that are going to be comfortable with it's like how child molesters pick children that that they think will be easy to groom so they look for people they they are the best at profiling those kind of guys are the ones who do the profiling yeah those those predators yeah so find a woman that maybe even comes from a family that doesn't talk about things where the man is dominant it's believable to me not that she doesn't know but that she's blocking it in some way and she's she's trying to survive herself right she's got 
her other issues. I'm not justifying her behavior. I'm just saying we don't know. I don't know her motivations. Like I said, I don't even know whether or not she knew, but I, I just find it very non-plausible. Is that a word? <laughs> I think non-plausible could be a word. I think okay. you can add non-anything. Okay, good. So right. here's what we're doing. We are going to tell a story. And by we, I mean I am going to tell a story to you that is one of the most shocking, crazy-ass stories I've ever heard in my life. Okay? Okay. All right. I'm going to show you this picture. Okay. Okay. I'm going to describe what you're seeing in, the, in this picture by a lake. Yeah. So it's like a family photo. There's like maybe an aunt and uncle or grandparents and then like a dad and a mom maybe and a, a girl holding like, what is that, a duck or a chicken? I think it's flowers. Or flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. A duck or chicken. No, I think it's flowers. Oh, and a, and a young girl holding flowers. Okay. Or Let me show you another picture. From that same day. So this is a young one. Oh, and she's pregnant. And she's, and she's kissing the dude, the older dude. That's her father. Yuck. That's gross. Her biological mother. And that in her belly is his baby. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. And my sources are two case finals.com oxygen.com salon.com and i'll put all of our sources on our website of course and science daily and inews.co.uk all right so so that man did not raise her he and his girlfriend that he met when he was 20 and she was 15 which is already problematic had a baby that they decided to raise and then had to give it up after like a year or so, I think. And the girlfriend who became his wife said he was abusive with this little baby. We had to, you know, we had to, you know, give her up for adoption. She had to get out of the house. We had to get her out of the house. Okay. And so Katie was adopted by um, Anthony and Kelly and, and they raised her in a place in New York. And when she got to be a teenager, she started becoming curious about her biological family so she finds her biological mother and her biological father Alyssa and Stephen on social media now what had happened was Alyssa and Stephen had gotten married and had another couple of children together and they invited Katie to come to be a part of their lives well when Katie graduates high school she plans to go to the local community college and eventually transferred to SUNY Purchase to study digital advertising. And she goes to visit her biological parents. And for whatever reason, she changes her plans, not just to visit them, but to move in with them okay. in Virginia. So that was in August of 2016. And so within a month or so, Stephen, her biological father, begins sleeping in her room, purportedly on the bedroom floor. But... According to Alyssa, she and Stephen had already been sleeping in separate beds for months because things had gone south in their marriage. So Alyssa moves out of the home. And at this point, she's not quite sure that they're having a sexual relationship. She just knows her marriage is over, right? So they split custody of the two young children. Alyssa had suspicions about his relationship with Katie, but she was not completely aware of how far it had gone. Stephen, in early 2017, told his two younger daughters to begin referring to Katie as their stepmom rather than their sister. And what Elisa does is she finds a, I'm going to show you this, this little handwritten little diary entry. Mm -hmm. See the little kid handwriting? Yeah. Describing how her dad wants her to call her sister, her stepmom now, and how messed up it is. So 
the biological mom, Melissa, finds it. And then she immediately calls the police. I mean, we're breaking all kinds of laws. And plus, you really don't want your other two children to be growing up in this situation. I mean, you got to get them out of there, right? Okay, so. Thanks to the mom on that. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, she's behaved in a way that is normal and rational throughout this entire ordeal. So then she also learns, after reading her 11-year-old daughter's diary, she learns Katie is now pregnant with Stephen's kid. So she confronts Stephen about it, contacts the police. The police interview their other two children, but no arrests are made. Now, I don't know why. I don't understand, but whatever, because incest is still illegal, even in Virginia, I think, right? Virginia, I mean, we have listeners in Virginia. I want people in Virginia to tell us whether or not incest is legal there. And if not, why not? Is it illegal between two adults, though? I mean... Um, in most states, it is. Really? Okay. Yeah, but- even if they're adults, yeah. There are people who get arrested for it, even if it's consensual, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, are you Googling it right now? Marie's Googling it right now. She's asking the Google machine. The suspense. Continue. The suspense is killing me. All right. So Katie and Steven moved to North Carolina, which maybe they believe would be more accepting of their love. I don't know. But then they decide to go to Maryland to get married. So it's not illegal in Maryland? Now, before you ask me whether or not it's legal in Maryland, no, it is not legal in Maryland. But they did not reveal their relationship to the people who fill out the paperwork in Maryland that they were a father and daughter. I'm on the Virginia Code of Law website, and it says, any person who engages in sexual intercourse with any person whom he is forbidden by law to marry is a class one misdemeanor except as provided by subsection B. Oh, well, subsection B is where it's at. Oh, and by the way, if you want to know if steps count, there's a subsection C. They have to address that. This is how common it is. So in Virginia, even steps count as incest. Well, that's good. That's interesting, right? Because like... I mean, yeah, they're not related. They're not related. So Woody Allen would have gone to prison then, huh? Not in New York, but... Oh, maybe not prison, but he would have been charged with... A felony. Yeah. for what he did with his, his stepdaughter that he married yeah okay so we're back to maryland <laughs> <laughs> okay and all the good stuff happens in maryland what's up baltimore uh so is that not just slogan? <laughs> all the good stuff happens in maryland yeah, all the good stuff happens in maryland they did not disclose their father-daughter relationship their wedding ceremony had guests including his parents and her adoptive parents so the picture you saw is either her Wait, parents or he, his parents so do they not know Oh, yeah. They don't care. Uh, Their adoptive parents don't care. According to, this is on truecasefiles.com in this timeline, apparently her adoptive parents basically said that they felt there was nothing they could do except support her. Now, I get why you would say that, but I'm not so sure that's correct, right? Like if you, it's not like a a kid who's rebelling and dating the guy down the street who's a, you know, rebel without a clue. This is like your daughter's marrying her father. Like, what the fucking fuck? That again? Repeat what you just said again. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Which part? Did you just tune me out? <laughs> I did. I was trying to see what the code of, of incest. Oh my God. Would you stop with the Virginia code of incest? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're past that now. Well, no, there was something about half siblings that I got into. I apologize. <laughs> Good Lord. So her parents, her adoptive parents went to the wedding ceremony and said that they really felt like there was nothing they could do, to which I would say, I don't think that's correct. 
you know, it's her fucking father that she's marrying. Maybe we should try and do something to stop this situation. I see. I see. The stakes are higher here, people. The stakes are higher here. And by the way, we're about to take some terrible turns in this story. So I know we're making fun, but it gets terribly tragic, even well, worse than, okay. What threw me when I was looking at the Maryland incest law was there, oh, was, I'm sorry, there was this thing about it being prohibited to have vaginal intercourse. So they like specifically said something about that. So that threw me. Like I'm always thrown by what the law decides, what sex acts the law decides are like something or not something like. You know how when they talk about abortion, they're like make exceptions in the case of rape and incest. And for the most part, isn't incest rape also? Yeah, I always thought so too, but apparently not in this case. I mean, this does seem consensual. She's like 18, right? And it's actually not that uncommon for sexual relationships to exist between father, daughter, mother, son. I'm not saying it's common. I'm just saying it's more common than you might think this came up in the early 2000s because this movie came out spanking the monkey i don't know if you saw it i don't know i don't remember uh, but it's, it's wait a- no no it wasn't it was in the late 90s was it the late 90s where the, the teenage boy sleeps with his mother yeah 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 that was really yeah, disturbing some articles coming out and i could probably find it around the same time it was uh, mothers in japan where there were news articles about them giving their their sons like hand jobs in the bathtub for good grades what <laughs> yeah mothers <in> okay <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, that would that be considered incest i don't know about in maryland yes all right. lord stop having sexual relationships with your children people all right can we get back to our tragic story already i'm sorry go ahead i threw us off so we're in september of 2017 Katie gives birth to her father's baby. Is that not the saddest fucking sentence you heard in a while? That's disgusting. They named the little boy Bennett. And police officers discover this, discover the relationship, and uh, issue arrest warrants for Stephen and Katie. They are both arrested and charged with incest and adultery. They are released on bond, but have to have no contact with each other, right? Adultery? Incest and adultery. Okay. You know, you can actually, and people do this, you can actually sue people for adultery in some states. Mm-hmm. Like if your husband cheats on you, you can sue him and the person he cheats with. There are people who do this. Yes, in some states. Maybe North Carolina is one of them. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. Please don't look that up for the love of Pete. I'm not looking up. <laughs> I'm not looking it up, I promise. Go ahead. Here's where it gets really is really like who in the courts are making these decisions because these are not good decisions so katie moves back to new york with her parents her adoptive parents but they have to give up custody of the baby and stephen her biological father mother gets custody of the baby oh yeah she seems qualified right she already did such a bang up job with this dipshit oh my gosh all right so and then and katie comes around and decides to end her relationship with steven and so she does she's not supposed to call him but she does she calls him to tell him it's over it's not happening anymore this is your daughter signing off so this is still early april so on april 11th this is when it turns not just tragic but beyond belief tragic he picks up his and katie's baby from his mother's house now 
this is why she should never have had custody of that kid because she's not going to turn him down even though he's not supposed to see his kid right she's not to tell her her own kid he can't see his kid Mm -hmm. so he brings the baby back to his house where he kills the baby why he kills the baby by suffocation and leaves the baby's body in a closet in his house Stephen, you're an even worse father to that kid than you were to your own, okay? So, he drives to New York from North Carolina. He waits outside of her parents' home in New York, and then she and her father leave together in a vehicle, and Stephen follows them as they drive one town over. While stopped at a stop sign between two rural routes, Stephen murders Katie and Katie's adoptive father. He shoots them. And then what does he do? My favorite fucking thing these fuckers always do after they do this shit. They give themselves up to the police? No, he turned the gun on himself. Uh, You fucking asshole. Fucking, what do you have to kill people and then do it? It makes me nuts. Just kill yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying you should kill yourself, but kill yourself before you murder other people. If you you think you're about to go out and murder your own daughter and your son and another human, maybe you should rethink what you're going to do. That level of uh, I don't even know what the word is. Evil, diabolical. I don't even know. Like his brain had already gone to places that you and I would never have even imagined in the decision making with his own biological child. But then this, why would it be? Why murder? Why did you have to kill your baby? Why do you have to kill the baby? I don't understand. Yeah. That's Help me. crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand incest i don't understand any of that like and i just like i don't know i i feel like most fathers don't look at their daughters that way no 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 there's there's like should be a barrier there like i don't i never thought about my dad in that way i never thought of course not so do you want to hear what they talk about in terms of what this thing where people are giving it a, a a just a junk science kind of term Mm -hmm. and there's a phrase called genetic sexual attraction okay it's a phrase it's not a thing it's not recognized in science in any way but here's an article that salon quotes and then eviscerates okay so i'm going to quote salon quoting this article from i think it's mike.com mic.com there's a standard definition of uh, genetic sexual attraction, which is when a child grows up separated from the parent and then sexual attraction consumes both of them when they're reunited as adults. There's not a ton of research on the topic, but a generous estimate reported by one GSA forum, that's in air quotes, okay, said it occurs in as many as half of all post-adoption reunions. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? You know how asinine that sounds? That's <laughs> close to half of all post-adoption reunions involve sexual relationships afterwards? Wow. Have I, I stunned you into silence? I don't know what I think. This is asinine. It's not true. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the real science said, okay? Okay. Okay, so we're back to the Salon article where she's interviewed actual scientists, psychologists, you know, experts. She says, quote, a standard definition, offering statistics even as a, quote, estimate, these are not phenomenons in raising awareness. Genetic sexual attraction is not a measurable, demonstrable reality. 
It's half-baked pseudoscientific nonsense that people dreamed up to justifying continuing unhealthy abusive relationships. Incest by any other name is still incest. It's not a thing. Now, I did say that's more, perhaps more common than you think, but that's just because I know I've read stories about people who are in the entertainment world who've come forward and said that they had sexual relationships with one of their parents. You know? Right, uh, like the chick um, from uh, One Day at a Time. Yeah, Mackenzie Phillips said oh. that and she detailed it, yeah. I know you say when people say I'm not a psychologist or whatever, they should just shut up after that, but I'm going to continue talking. Um, I think that people who commit deviant crimes look for victims of opportunity. And, and what more victim of opportunity is there than your own child? So I think child molesters, rapists, serial killers, people like that, if, if this is a part of their dysfunction, is this, if this is a part of whatever sexual um, deviancy that they have, if their child is available to them, I mean, we talked about that doctor that was impregnating all these women with his own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also molesting his children. Um, yes. And people with uh, these sexual deviant tendencies love to do things that are taboo. I mean, so for instance, a lot of people think that sexual crimes are about wanting to have sex. And then they're confused when Richard Ramirez has sex with children or with um, old ladies. And it's like, it's about breaking every taboo. So I think those are two elements of a lot of certain types of sexual sadists or sexual predators. And, and in general, I think sexual predators look for victims of opportunity. It's like when somebody goes to rob a house, they may not have gone to rape somebody, but hey, there's a, a woman sleeping that's just a great victim of opportunity, you know? So yeah, it was like an afterthought. And so, you know, I think especially, you know, you, you began with the, the story of the German guy. Austrian, yeah. The Austrian guy. I mean, clearly he didn't choose to put his daughter in the basement and rape her all these years because of genetic attraction he right. did because it was that's what gets him off the doing of the deviant thing gets him off yes and it was easy it's a lot easier than kidnapping somebody else's daughter because there's going to be more people involved and more people to report it to the police and he's got his household locked down so this is but it's all okay so let's go with this we're not psychologists comma but I think even a non-psychologist can take down that ridiculous standard definition of genetic sexual attraction, which I think we are proceeding to do because the claim of it is so asinine that it, it does not take into account that the people who are having these relationships are parents and their children. The parent-child thing is where she's still under the pull of her father. You know, she's still under his power in some way. He, even if he's ridiculously attracted to her, he's the one who needs to behave himself and go the fuck away, get away from her, right? Leave her alone. But to say that the two of them like fell in love and it was so, uh, who are you to judge because they're sexually attracted? No, I don't buy that for a second. I guess she was 18, but she was vulnerable and she'd been communicating with them since she was a couple years younger than that. And you were in a, you're in a, an emotionally like wide open situation. And then your father takes advantage of that. It's not sexual attraction for her, you know? No, 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 no. Right. 
one of the the terrors that a lot of these kids have who are children of serial killers or like what part of that person is in me you know have I gotten hmm. their traits am I going to turn out like them and this is a common thing with people who suffer from abuse that they continue that pattern of, of behavior some do some don't yeah. but I do think that that there's a very real chance that in these dysfunctional situations that you just get raised a certain way and you just don't know any better. Yeah. 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 This poor girl was obviously lost and really thrown by finding her, her new family or her biological family. And it's possible that her adoptive parents needed to step in because she needed guidance. I mean, I was a dope when I was 18. I know I was dope all the way up till later than that. 27? You know, I mean, 40? <laughs> like, yeah, like around 42, I think maybe 40. I started figuring shit out. But like, if, if, but okay, so my, my whole thing was at the beginning was really bad fathers, right? That's what I'm fearing. But then I would suggest to you that her adoptive father wasn't doing the right thing either. I agree. You know, that's not, that's not good. Don't go to her wedding and she marries her own father. Yeah. It sounds like th- that sounds like advice I shouldn't have to give somebody. <laughs> if you get invited to a wedding where someone's marrying their own father, maybe you just just RSVP no to that one, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm good. Just have some just have some rubber chicken at your own house. And... <laughs> yes. Maybe hear... maybe you just don't take pictures of you making out with your Oh my god. I read about a very, very creepy father-son story that might blow your mind. I don't know if you've heard about it. Let's hear it. This article from Listverse had all these kids of, of uh, criminals. And there's this one guy, his name is Michael Callinger. And in the photo, you can see here for the article, he hides his face. And a lot of the kids allowed themselves to be photographed but hid their faces for obvious reasons. But it says here, today, Michael Callinger's life is a tragic result of a son following his father's footsteps. Michael's father was Joseph Callinger, a diagnosed schizophrenic who suffered extreme child abuse at the hands of his foster parents in 1974. His son, Joseph Jr., was found dead in an abandoned building. Two weeks prior, Joseph had taken out an insurance policy on his two sons. The insurance company suspected foul play, so he never saw any of the money from the policy. Callinger would later be found guilty of his son's murder. That same year, Joseph took Michael on a crime spree across three states. Together, he and his 15-year-old son committed rape, burglary, and murder, gaining entry into people's homes by posing as salesmen. An eyewitness testimony, along with bloodstained shirt, that was traced back to Callinger's home led to the two of them being arrested. I think I briefly read about that case. And that was, I think I read about that. I didn't realize he was 15. Yeah. And it says the elder Callinger pleaded insanity, but he was declared sane by the jury and also guilty of three murders, assault, burglary, and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Michael was said to be under his father's control. The two murder charges against him were dropped in exchange for his confession. Michael was placed on probation until his 25th birthday. After his probation ended in 1982, he changed his name and started a new life. Wow. Wow. 
I mean, it's not exactly the same thing, but it is in a way like here's your dad taking you on a raping and murdering spree um, as a 15 year old. I mean, think about yourself as a 15 year old and how you felt about your father and if he took you out to do these things. Yeah, I would like to think I'd have been like, no, I'm good. But it's not just having the strength to say, no, dad, I'm going to go back home, you know, but imagine the level of abuse you would suffer if you didn't go along or the rejection you fear if you didn't do what he wanted you to do, you know, that's part of the power that fathers have that they can prey on their own kids, vulnerability. And the thing that, so obviously the, the dad Callahan or whatever, is it Callahan? Is that what you said? Callinger. Callinger. What got the father off was having his kid be a part of it. Right. You know, go do it yourself. But no, the thing, the thrill is having it be your own kid who's doing it. And the, and the thrill for this dipshit who married his own kid in New York, I mean, in uh, Virginia, well, the thrill wasn't, I want to date an 18 year old who's really hot. Right. You know, I want to fuck my own daughter. That's the part that's getting them off. And that level of control that they have over people. I don't know if we have very many dads out there, but especially like, I don't know, man, you have a lot of power, dudes. You have a lot of power. Use it for good, not evil. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is not a gray area for a very important reason. And I mean, it should go without saying that children can't give consent. Yep. It boils down to that. I mean, animals can't give consent. A drunk girl can't give consent. A drunk guy can't give consent. Like there's no justification for incest ever for any reason because the element of consent is missing in a parent-child relationship. And it's it's gross. And it's gross. Yes. And it's gross. If you find yourself sexually attracted to your child, leave the child alone. Go do something else. Talk to a therapist. Move to Belize. Like get away from the kid. Because there's another story in this supposed sexual attraction, genetic sexual attraction thing. This woman was like, when she re-met her biological child and he was a teenager and she hasn't been able to stop having a sexual relationship with him. And I was like, you know how you stop? You stop, lady. You just stop. Right. You stop. You leave, leave him alone. Because look at me. I'm not having a sexual relationship with a teenager right now. You could do it too. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. Well... I mean, Woody, uh, Woody Allen made a choice. Like, it's not like Sun Yi is the only woman in the whole world that he could have a great relationship with. Yeah, yeah. So um, to wrap this up a little bit, first, let me transition to our ending of our little episode by telling you that we got an email from, um, I'm gonna have to, I can't log in right now, so I have to go by memory and tell you. And it was... Um, It was from an Amanda Z from Texas who said that she and her hairdresser, Brittany, um, every time she goes to see her hairdresser, they just put the show on on the speakers and everybody in there laughs at us. I mean, with us, not at us. Well, maybe both. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I thought that was nice. Like a whole room. I don't know. Like a couple of, you know, in COVID times, there's probably only three people in the room, but still they're laughing with us. So that's really nice. Thank you, Amanda Z. So we're going to have to keep, y'all need to send us emails, send us emails yeah. of what do you fear and, and remember, what I'm fears you want us to talk about too. 
And I'm okay with four stars. I'm not a perfectionist like Vicky. OMG. Give us five stars and we'll read your review. Uh, Good Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Write a funny review. Then we will read it on the show. I haven't checked lately. Have we got any reviews? I need to go check. I can look. Um, and please, dads, behave yourselves. Stop murdering and raping and all kinds of things. Yeah, and don't don't take your kids on murdering and raping scavenger hunt. And don't rape and murder your own kids either. There's another piece of advice don't you can take do, away don't from do this. Any of that, right? That uh, would be nice. That would be delightful. So, and if if a friend is marrying their father, don't RSVP to the wedding. <laughs> What kind of a gift do you send to somebody who's marrying their own father, Marie? I don't even know what kind of registry that is. <laughs> Where are you registering for that shit? Is it like, is it like that? Do you get them like dad and hers towels? I don't know. <laughs> instead, instead of the, oh Lord, this is so gross, but yeah. Oh my God, that dude, what a fucking uh, piece of or garbage. Like maybe, so. a, maybe a keeping it in the family format i don't know <laughs> or are you could oh what about a, a coffee mug that on one side it says best dad ever and then on the other side it says best husband ever <laughs> well, that you were telling me this is not that uncommon maybe there's a market there i thought you were going to say best dad on one side and best grandpa on the other because he's both a dad and a grandpa to that that little boy hey. Hey, there's a market here. We can yeah, have... okay, people. Forget true crime mugs and mats. We're gonna come up with a line of, of what gifts you get. The, the, the what's the gift you get for the person who has it all? And by all, I mean having a baby by their own dad. Oh, what else? We a steps count T-shirt too. <laughs> a what T-shirt? Steps count T-shirt. Oh my god. I don't know. Right. How's I just knew instinctively cousins are off limits oh yeah i mean speaking of that like people marry their own cousins like people do that i'm not married i'm i mean i'm not married i'm not <laughs> i'm not blood related to my sister but i never thought oh she's she just, never start looking good to you no absolutely not just do a creepy little shoulder dance for marie yeah becky shook up top a little bit and i I have a little vomit up in my throat. <laughs> You're welcome, Marie. You're welcome. Thank for that. you. Oh, wait, before we're done, I do have a funny incest anecdote. No, I just realized. From her. She's very quiet. Everything this episode is going to get us canceled. So <laughs> Becky's going to have some really great editing work to do. Like, if, okay. there's a, if there's like, are there podcast awards? You should get an editing award. <laughs> if i can pull out 28 minutes from this right. for an episode <laughs> is there is there a, like a potty award <laughs> yeah so all right let's hear it james is two years younger than me technically two and a half three years younger than me and so whenever we go to parties or stuff like that sometimes it comes up because people are always asking do you guys have kids how long have you been married yada yada how did you meet and then it comes up that i'm a little bit older than him and then I'll make jokes like, oh, yeah, I'm, I was his math teacher or something like that. <laughs> and like, I would do it a lot. And my friends were laughing, but other people were like taking it seriously. And one time I was at a work event of his and this woman was like, she was kind of annoying me with like really intrusive questions. Oh. And she asked me why James and I didn't have children. And I said, because as first cousins, we've committed to not having children. <laughs> 
Anyway. That is a funny incest story. Thank you for that. So she spread a rumor at work that we were first cousins and, you know, well, we're from Texas. It's a big go figure or whatever. So no, she deserved that. She deserved yeah. that. So James told me he came home from work and he was like, I just had to tell a bunch of people that we are not first cousins. He was like, you need to stop telling that joke to people. I'm like, all right. Anybody who asks that question, by the way, anybody out there, never ask anyone, A, if they have kids, B, if they're planning to have kids, or C, why the hell they don't. Because you don't know somebody's life story. You don't know if they had a kid that died. You don't know anything. So just don't ask people that question. That is too sensitive. So if she asked you that, she deserved that. She deserved that answer. I thought it was funny, but apparently- I think it's hilarious. Just me and you only find it funny. Everyone else thinks I'm an a-hole. <laughs> oh, well, you know. And I know I'm annoying you right now because I'm saying a-hole. Oh my God, you've got to stop that. I can't help it. I've, I haven't said What fudge. are you, kindergarten teacher? What I don't do you know. I can't help it. Fudge. I haven't said fudge in a while. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to have to start finding times when you actually have said asshole and put them into the places where you say a-hole just to make it like we're grown-ups here. <laughs> right, I'll be like, a-a-asshole. It'll be like this editing thing. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be a wrap on this weird-ass episode, and we're going yeah. to um, invite you to subscribe, give us five-star rating and all that shit, and go to our website for uh, exclusive content that will change your life. It is fearthispodcast.com. No, yes, it's sorry. Go to fearthispodcast.com. Yes. Forget our own fucking website. This content will help you immensely. It will oh. stop you from marrying a blood relative. Hopefully it'll stop you from murdering a blood relative or at the very least, it'll prevent you from going to the wedding of a woman and her own biological father. And that that might be the gift that we give you this week so <laughs> that's gonna that's the thing that's gonna change your life because you might have one of those invitations in the mail right now and you you can you can blame covid i don't care just say you know what i'll just send you a mug that says greatest dad and granddad and you'll be fine <laughs> we're manufacturing those if you're interested <laughs> uh send us emails if you're interested in that or our new bar idea cooters uh cooters yes we're looking cooters we're looking for investors for our new cooters needs, and marie's gonna render the artwork for it and you'll see what the what the cooters logo is gonna be look for that on our website as well it's gonna be fried fish instead of chicken wings just sure yeah. sure there'll be a lot of fish tacos there <laughs> <laughs> and by the way <laughs> and maybe some hair pot <laughs> we've got to stop we've got to stop we can't tell you how to stop uh, our oh tuna, God. and by the way our tuna sandwiches will have real tuna in them <laughs> 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 we're just ripping right now to make up for all the content we have to can't so maybe all they'll hear is our talk about cooters that's the whole episode all right go to our website and it'll change your life we promise okay right. bye <laughs> 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 Now we can see a word for strange this episode. <laughs>